Well, hello again, my fellow entrepreneurs. This is Paul Daniels, Chairman of Involved Investors. And in this little mini-series of hints and tips for starting your business, we've covered the spectrum, really. We started with thinking before you leap, and then deciding your mission, blending the hearts and minds you need from your partners and team, what plans and resources you need, pitching your company and your ideas and your passion, the key word in business, leverage, 12 steps to success. And now this time, for the eighth in this mini-series, we're going to go into the sunset or on to new dawns, because this time we're talking about exit. Let's assume, and I hope you have, you've built a fine business, but you want to move on in your life, or perhaps there are reasons for you to need to move on, Hopefully not health, but maybe marital or moving to another country or something like that. The business needs a management team to manage its expansion from an entrepreneurial startup to a full service organisation. That's another reason for you to move on. And I mean senior management team. People management skills are very different from entrepreneurial skills. And you should recognise that. Maybe you can see problems ahead and want to capitalise before they confront you head on. Above all, be generous in thinking what's best for the business. After all, it's your baby and the legacy will go on forever. We created a product which is all over every major city in the UK. And it stands out to me because we produced it. And it gives me pride every time I see one. And it's a very simple traffic sign. So your legacy will go on, your baby will continue, and this is what you're trying to do. So what's best for the business? What's best for its stakeholders? Above all, its staff, its customers, its suppliers on whom it depends, and of course, its shareholders, other than yourself. Firstly, okay, you've got every right to decide what you want. Is it cash or is it staying involved? Perhaps because you feel under the new ownership the business has tremendous potential, you want to get an earn out and continue to participate in its success. I would very much beware that because I can assure you that it's a very difficult relationship, very difficult indeed, with the new owners. They own the business it's great while it's succeeding under your care, but the minute it starts regressing or has problems, you may well have differences of opinion. And whereas you were autocratic and able to make your own decisions, or at least benevolently autocratic, democratic with an autocratic back, now you can't be. You are subservient to them. They own your business. It's not an easy relationship and very often fails so think about that very hard. It might be better just to wash your hands and move on. But you need to decide, that's for sure. It's going to be difficult, but you should try to cut out all emotion. It's very important that you separate yourself and your emotions about the business to the project of selling it. And also, although you may have price aspirations or an idea of the value you want for the business to move out, don't mention them. In fact, try not to think about it too much. You will, of course, 
but certainly don't divulge what your price is. The price will be the highest that a willing buyer is willing to pay you for your business. It's as simple as that. The next decision you've got to make is whether to sell it yourself and you'll think you're going to be brilliant at that because you know all about the business and all about the market and you'll be able to put the passion in and sell the business yourself or employ an expert brokerage. The advantage, of course, of doing it yourself is that you'll save the brokerage fee, which is typically up to 5%. It's a lot, but on the other hand, if a really good broker can't get much more than 5% more than you can, then they're not worth their salt. The disadvantage, in my view, is that you won't get the best price selling it yourself. And the reason for that is quite simple. I've sold many dozens of businesses over my very long career, and initially I did it myself. I know now that though I thought I'd done some brilliant deals, I know now that they were not at the best price I could have got. And how do I know that? I know that because I was limited in my knowledge to approaching those companies in the market arena in which the company operated, whom I knew. And mainly, by definition, they were in the UK because that's where all my companies have operated. I have had a lot of experience abroad, but never through my own businesses. And then I saw the light in the form of an approach by a very low profile brokerage of which I'd never heard, which had grown exponentially below the radar. They had involved a formulaic prescriptive system which was really working. And I checked the performance very carefully because I could hardly believe it. They are still to this day the largest sellers of SMEs in the world now. They have offices in most continents and rely for their success on word of mouth and introductions from partners of which Involved Investors is proud to be one and has been since the very start. The secret is that they invest in knowledge. Knowledge of companies in all the major sectors around the world who are acquisitive and have the funds available. They keep in touch with companies. They have a very big personnel in their research department. They build personal relationships with the chair, the CEO, the finance director, the strategic development teams of the companies in order to update themselves regularly on which areas those companies are looking at to make sure that they are still acquisitive and also to make sure that they've got the money to pay. With that knowledge armory, and it really is an armory of knowledge, if you bring us a company for sale, we will typically, with our partners, be able to identify well over 100, often over 150, potential buyers. And they'll be here or they'll be overseas. And you would be amazed how many of them you would never have thought of. There'll be companies looking to diversify out of their own businesses into new areas. Or they'll be from countries which suddenly have an interest in the British market. So knowledge is the principal asset you can have. Because given that your company will sell to the highest bidder, it's absolutely essential 
that all the potential bidders get to know that it's for sale. And once they know that, you'll be able to pitch them one against the other and create what is in effect a very well-informed auction. And once you've identified the potential buyers, then actually the rest is fairly easy. You contact them initially by keeping the company's name anonymous, but by giving them sufficient description to enable them to decide, yes, that's something I'd be very interested in. A profile of the company, if you like, without giving enough clues as to its actual identity. And then if they are interested, you ask them to sign an NDA. And once they've signed it, the very next day, the very next hour, they will have an extremely comprehensive information memorandum from us, which will give all the information on the company. It will have been prepared by you with a lot of guidance. Make sure that it's completely comprehensive and open and truthful, as I've said before, about the warts and all, because they'll find them out and they'll be much more impressed with you if you identify them. And of course, the strengths, the competitive advantages, the benefits that this company could bring their group. Once they've read and absorbed the information memorandum and we've made sure that they really have absorbed it and understood it, then the next thing is to ask them what sort of price they'd be prepared to pay. And we actually do ask them for an indicative offer. It's completely without commitment, but it enables us to differentiate between the men and the boys or the girls and the women in this transaction. In other words, the companies that are serious are not going to pitch a low price. They're just messing around. Or the companies that are looking for some sort of information from you will not be serious punters. We want to know what they would potentially be prepared to pay for this company and why they would buy it. Why they would buy it is very important because it's the synergy between their business and yours which they'll actually be prepared to pay for if you can identify what it is. And that's a whole other subject which I will not discuss today, but I believe from what I've said, you'll understand what I mean. Two plus two makes five. That's really the basis of what I'm saying. Once we've had the indicative offers and we've sorted through the companies that are seriously interested, and typically there will be between six and ten of them, that's what I've found, then we invite those that we're interested in potentially talking to, to a meeting. And they come to individual meetings, of course, and we pitch to them. And remember, you won't be pitching yourself if you're getting out. You'll be keeping very quiet, or if you really got the confidence to do so, you won't even go. The ongoing team will be left to do that work, and hopefully they're very good and you've groomed them well. Then you'll get the serious offers in, and maybe you'll get three or four, maybe more, and that will be terrific because then you really have got a joyful situation, one of competitive rigour between the interested parties. Don't you get involved in the negotiation. I come on to that later, and you'll see what I mean, I think, when I explain it later. The first company we sold with the help of our partners was the traffic business I've already referred to. And we sold it, and it wasn't an inconsiderable profit that it was making. We sold it at 26 times that profit. It was an unheard of price earnings basis on which we sold. 
And the second, which really convinced me of the formula, was a media company, which we sold to a private equity house for 16 times its profit. So the thing really worked, and we were very pleased about it. In neither case would the industry concerned in which these businesses were have paid that sort of price for the business. These were people who wanted to diversify or invest in that area. So it was very interesting for us and taught me lessons which I've harboured ever since. Involved investors will, of course, be very happy to hear from you if you are looking to start considering the sale of your business. And you can't start considering that at too early a point. The earlier the better. Even at the time of starting your business, you should be thinking about your long-term goals and your potential exit. And of course, we will introduce you to our partners and have several meetings with them so that we really can utilise the enormous expertise they have gathered over the space of time. Here are three tips from me which will hopefully assist you in the process. Firstly, be very clear about the SWOT of your own business. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And be very open, as I think I've said, about the weaknesses and threats. Know your business and know how you're going to counter them. Build a senior team which is not reliant on you. If you're exiting, as I've said before, play a backseat role. It's not about your ego. It's about the best outcome for the business and for you and your families and shareholders' pockets. They'll be less interested in you the more reliant the business is upon you. Don't forget it. Thirdly, let us or another intermediary handle the actual negotiation between the multiple parties. Don't do it yourself. Your company is the jewel which they are after. Don't besmirch the relationship in the tough cut and thrust of negotiation, which can sometimes get very argumentative and nasty and leave bad taste. Stay above it. Direct the proceedings quietly from above. And fourthly, when you receive several offers, think very carefully about your sponsors and supporters. Think what effect it's going to have. A, on your staff, probably the most important of all. In fact, definitely the most important of all. But they too are reliant on your other sponsors, your customers. Are your customers going to be happy to deal with the new owners? Your suppliers. You can be even more reliant on your suppliers than you are on your customers. Are they going to be happy with the new relationship? Do you need to pass it by them before you do the deal? Is the other party going to allow you to do that? All those things. Many times we have not taken the highest price offered to us. In one instance, I remember very well that one company would definitely have absorbed the business and moved it straight into their premises with the loss of most of our staff. We just wouldn't contemplate that. And we had another offer which was going to leave the business exactly where it was and leave the staff complement complete. Think hard about the debt you owe to those shareholders who have travelled the path with you and put their own hard-earned money behind you, particularly if they've given you good advice and an easy ride and not been obstreperous 
and difficult in dealing with you. Be unselfish at this time. And then, wait, hey, you've sold your business. What are you going to do? Are you going to sail off into the sunset? Literally, perhaps. Or are you going to stick around? Whatever happens, enjoy your success. Be charitable. And look after the people who are reliant on you and who love you. And I can tell you that when you've bought your boat and flown around a few places in the world, COVID permitting and green influences permitting, you'll be back. And if you're like 90% of us, you'll be back doing it all over again. You'll be back on that wonderful treadmill, starting afresh, perhaps at a higher level, working hard, benefiting society, improving people's quality of life, solving problems, overcoming challenges, creating rewarding employment to other people, making your own very personal contribution to this amazing world, making a difference. Enjoy your success. Do good. Be happy. There's only one road, and that's ahead. Take it with confidence. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Thank you.